Welcome to the Powerful Podcast. This is a podcast where I inspire and motivate you to increase your sales and live your best life. So I do this primarily through dropping nuggets of wisdom here and interviewing phenomenal guest. My name is Paul Fu. I am an international sales coach, Forbes Coaches Council member and TEDx speaker. So grab a seat, grab a cup of coffee or tea or water and enjoy this podcast. Your life and your business will never remain the same after this. Let's go. Boom. Episode this episode of the pod of the Paul Fu podcast was sponsored or powered by Adi Casali of Adi's Fabrics. Her story is really, really remarkable. She built a multi-millionaire fabrics business using her phone. Wow. She now coaches other fabric sellers on her system, given to her by the Holy Spirit. Guess what? She's just recently put all her story together in a book, in an ebook called The Wealthy Fabric Seller. You can check it out at adisfabrics.com. That is... A-D-D-I-E-S-F-A-B-R-I-C-S.com. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes in the podcast. All right. So today I've got an amazing and a fascinating interview for you where I interviewed Dr. Daniel Moses. He used to uh, be an Uber driver and today he's a multimillionaire in pounds selling real estate in the United Kingdom. Have a listen. I know you. All right. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? It's a new day. It's a fresh day. I hope you're up, shaking, and baking. Welcome to the Powerful Podcast. Today. of that experience so I, I i i i saw uh dr daniel's content on instagram i really liked what i was seeing then i messaged him i said i would like to have a conversation with you i i like i'm very curious so i like to learn how people became successful but i realized that part of that conversation it can also help another person because i believe that what you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for you. I mean, this podcast is free. Yeah. But I believe that Daniel, Dr. Daniel may share one or two things that may just change the narrative for you. That may just, you know, change the story, you know, for somebody out there. And he's Nigerian. He went to Uniben, one school that I wanted to go in when I wanted, when I was in, I couldn't get into that school. <laughs> <laughs> So Daniel, well done. Your story is amazing. You got into the UK in 2004. In 2004, when you got into the UK, yeah, I yeah, experienced yeah. you slept on the floor. You know, you moved from house to house, but you had grits. You had passion. Then you made some money. That came to Ninja, invested in oil and gas, and whoosh, money went. <laughs> <laughs> crazy journey it's, crazy uh, journey man you got a bit depressed you were driving one they said let's just stop at a gas station for those of you in Nigeria it's called it's petrol station and I need to call it a petrol station so he stopped and he was just I think you, why don't you took a nap or something you got a divine yeah. idea you know yeah. somebody said money likes speed when it comes act on it yes an advert or something to attend a property conference it was your yeah. last 70 pounds or something 
Yep. Shoot for it, and you showed up. And yep. like I say, the rest is it's history. history. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Now, a lot of real estate people listen to me, Dr. Daniel. A lot of them in Nigeria listen to me. Yeah. I'm currently, I'm currently the sales coach of like three real estate companies in Nigeria. They do billions of naira. Mm-hmm. So on them, I've signed me up to the end of this year. So I'm going to share this with them. They're going to listen to this. They will yep. sign up for some of your for some of your programs if they want to play the yep. game on a global level. So guys, yep. you guys listen to that. Listen to this, everything that this great man says. So just tell us a bit about you from your perspective. I've told the audience a bit about you from my own perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Paul, for having me on your podcast. I'm so super excited to be here to share my knowledge. And by the way, everything I'm going to be sharing are all my personal experiences, how I went from where I was to where I am now. So just a little bit of overground, you know, just a little bit about a little bit about a little bit background over me. Sorry, slip a tongue there. Is over the last six years, I've been in the property industry, but I would say over the last two and a half to three years, I can literally say I am successful in this industry. Because one of the things a lot of people do do when they do get started in businesses and property or, you know, export, import, oil and gas, very quickly, a lot of people, you know, maybe they start making a couple of thousands, a couple of millions, whether you're in Naira or whatever the case might be. People very quick to say, oh, I'm successful in a year or two, but not really looking at an actual business lifespan. It takes at least a minimum of three years to actually think you're getting it right in anything. Mm-hmm. Then the five, then the fifth year. All right. The fifth year is quite crucial because if you can go past the fifth year, then it means you're doing something right and you need to continue in that same momentum to take you to your ninth year where you can actually start looking at things that you say, you know what? It might be almost impossible for you to really, you know, go bankrupt in anything. And it took me a lot to understand what this is. So why have I obviously gone back to this before I get into the story? So my journey started, you know, in 2016, after losing over 150 million, you know, Naira, you know, equivalent at that time, over 150,000 pounds as well. I mean, a little bit over 150,000 pounds as well. So I lost that money and Nigeria wasn't at that time you know, where I think I had what, you know, you know, the appropriate mechanism in place that, you know, that I could have used to protect myself, legals and otherwise. I lost that money, came back to the UK and suffered anxiety, depression. But one of the things that did happen to me in 2015 was I gave up the journey of entrepreneurship. I just basically gave up because it seems to be like all I've ever done in my life was to fight, 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 fight. I'm sure most of you might relate when you've been doing business all your life. I've been an entrepreneur all my life. And losing money after living in England since 2004, in 2015 in Nigeria, for me, felt like entrepreneurship wasn't for me any longer. Mm-hmm. It felt like, you know, is my life all a battle? When actually will I be happy? When actually will I hit the point of fulfillment in my life? So that's the reason why I went back to driving Uber. That's the reason why. So that's the reason why I went into driving Uber, not back driving to Uber. That was the reason why I went to driving Uber. That was the reason why I ended up driving in as a delivery man because my journey met its Waterloo. So it's just like this is it now. I am no, I'm done. 
you know, I'm done. I'm just done. And when that happened to me, I gave up everything. I just, you know, started to give gratitude, you know, be grateful for every single thing because now I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with depression. I'm sad at every given point in my life. I felt like a, a general who has gone to war and being defeated. So you name all the negativity that there is in this life. I started to live with it. I started to accept that part of my life and just say, this is it. But again, thank God to God being God. You see, there's a way God does things sometimes. You see, at the point in your life where you feel like it's all done, mm -hmm. you know, somehow divine intervention always comes through. Some yeah. say it's your, you know, if it was meant to be, it will be. So after a while, I started picking up myself back. And I remember towards the end of 2016, I started picking up my momentum. And I, and I obviously told this story in my book where I was driving back after dropping someone back, you know, in, in, a, in, in, a, in a train, so in an uh, airport, Stansted Airport to be precise. And I really felt like, because I was driving over 18 hours a day, at least 18 hours a day. So there was only 24 hours in a day. So if I was driving mm -hmm. up to 18 hours a day, it means that, that was very I barely slept. Mm -hmm. Because as a businessman at that time, who was doing oil and gas, I had built a certain lifestyle for myself. I had a mortgage. I, had a, I have got my wife in the UK. I've got two lovely children. You know, there are certain things that still have to be provided for these people. So, so I was really driving hard to, to just get by. It was a choice that I made because I've always, I'm an extremist. In everything that I do, I always go in the extreme. So I, I don't just do things for the sake of doing that. I go in depth. And that was my journey there. So I just like what you said, opening this story. You know, I, um, again, I felt tired. I, I took a nap. And from that nap, I looked at my phone. I was about to pick up my next Uber ride. But then I remember I just had a nap and I saw myself doing property in that nap. Maybe it was, you know, maybe it was just me thinking, but I do definitely know it's the voice of God. <laughs> yes, it is. I do feel it's the voice of God because I'm a Christian. And yes. it was God. Indeed, it was God. Looking at everything now, I give all the glory to God Almighty because he was, it was a clear revolution. When that happened, after that little dream, I um, woke up and I said, okay, let me pick up the next ride from that station to town. And opened up my phone. For some reason, instead of going to Uber app, I ended up going to Facebook. And ad popped up in my face, get started in property with little or no money. I clicked in. It was a networking event for two hours somewhere in central London. It wasn't free. It was 70 pounds. It was the actual last 70 pounds that I had to fuel my car for my next Uber drive, you know, for the next week. Because normally Uber pays us on a Friday, but this happened on a Wednesday. So I needed to fuel, top up my car for the next week ahead before Uber pays me. It was the only last money I have. But again, like I said, I'm an extremist. I took a chance to gamble, spend that last 70 pounds on the last amount that I had on my credit card balance of less than 150 pounds. And that is what gave birth to what I have ultimately become today. And when I started property investing, neither did I think I was going to speak about it. Neither did I think I was going to be a, become a public speaker, a keynote, an author, podcaster, all the different titles that I have today, never did I imagine in my life that in a foreign country that I could actually become the person I've become today. So for me, it is not just what I've become. I think it's been predestined by God Almighty that actually 
I would be able to lead a new movement in the real estate industry that will encourage those who are immigrating from Nigeria to this country, those who are already here to creating wealth, those who are here not knowing what to do and how to get into the property industry, for me to be one of the new role models that they can you know, reach out to. And, and, uh, and eventually, these obviously give back to uh, multiple things that I do now. So I think I'll pack here for now as we go into this conversation as you unravel different questions. So that's just, you know, me trying to wrap up, you know, just closing in, in what I do, how I started, you know, in, in, you know, just to kind of introduce myself. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Now, I am pretty interested about something because you know that you said that you had lived in a particular property for 13 years. Mm. 13 years. You had to convince your wife about doing business with that property. Uh, in NLP, we call that the ecology of a goal. So you have mm. to make peace with the people around you because they have to journey with you. Yes. Because a lot of people are in that state right now. They are setting decisions and choices they need to take. What's holding them back is their lack of proficiency to communicate that to their, to their wife, yeah. their parents, or something. And because they can't do that, they are stuck. How did yeah. you have that kind of conversation? I mean, if, when you got home, why did you tell your wife that, look, the last 70 pounds, what I used to pay for this class? So how did you have those kinds of tough conversations? Because there's somebody listening to me right now. They want to get into the property game. They want Daniel to coach them. They have the 14 pounds, 14,000 pounds. They don't know yeah. how to tell their wife, look, I want to pay Dr. Daniel 14,000 pounds for him to coach me. How did you have that conversation? You see, there's something I've come to realize in life that when the time is right, is right. Mm. When the time is wrong, is wrong. Mm. But I think it's also quite important to understand yourself as a, as a being. Mm. What drives you? What inspires you? What motivates you? Can you use your pain to drive your success? Mm. So for me, when I lost everything in 2015, I think... Telling myself that, you know, I've lost, I've won, I've lost the battle, you know, I'm never going to be successful again. In as much as I did try to settle with it, you know, I did try to settle with it. But I think what started to happen to me was that once in a while, knowing that, okay, the question was, so this, in Nigeria, I would see myself now, so now, so it can't be. Oh my God, Daniel Moses, is this you? Hmm. I think that kept playing in my head as well that, as because that, that in your head. it kept playing. So now you can't be this. Ah, you know, you know, now you can't, you know, in my local dialect, now you can't be this. I think it kept playing. It kept playing as well. So for me, with the moment I saw that ad, I said, well, it cannot be a coincidence that I've just been to a dream. This hmm. has happened. And this is why somehow also it's quite important to understand the spirit of discernment, right? Very powerful. Very, so very me, powerful. Discernment that, okay, this is not just a coincidence that I just, it's like a movie, you mm. know, I'm scrolling through my phone and I'm seeing property. Okay, it's 70 pounds. Even if hunger will come tomorrow, no problem. Mm. After all, I've just lost over 150,000 pounds in Nigeria. I did not die. I did not die. 
So if I did not die and today I'm an Uber driver and I just had a dream, no, this is something, there's something deeper than this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to be honest, I think I've never actually analyzed that dream. And I will do today on this podcast because I want to relate back home because I know people back home will understand this. In that dream, not only was I being showed property that I could become a property investor, in that dream, I actually saw myself speaking to people mm -hmm. about property. Mm -hmm. In that dream, I did see myself talking to people. But when I woke up from that dream, I didn't know what I was talking to people. But today, looking backwards, I can interact and see that actually... Connecting you know, me, me now speaking to people, I've spoken to audience of at least a minimum of 3,000 in, in a specific venue. And if I was to say over the last two years, I've been, uh, over the last coming to three years, I've been a speaker, I've actually spoken to at least over 10,000 people. Wow. In person. Now, if I was to combine my entire social media, I've spoken to over 100,000 people. Wow. If I have. I have a podcast as well. We have yeah. over 10,000 yeah. downloads. So if I have now, maybe who knows, I might have even speaking to a million. I was granted an interview with Channels TV in Nigeria. So yes. a lot of people watched that as oh, well. Yes. So connecting all the dots today now show me that, yes, it was, not, it was a supernatural intervention. I'm not where I'm going yet. I'm not even halfway near. But this is one of the reasons why, you see, sometimes God speaks, all right, and we forget that it's actually God speaking and we're looking for the miracle when God has already shown you this is the action to take. Right. It's like God will say that, Mr. Paul, for me and your path was meant to cross, but you chose not to make the connection. It's just like God will tell you that your path and my path is meant to cross, but I refuse to make a connection with you. Hmm. But God made it very clear and I kept popping in your face. I kept popping in your face. Was it that I needed coaching in sales? or you needed coaching in, you know, in property. Mm. But sometimes we start to criticize rather than to support and to look yeah. out for where yeah. we want to go to. Yeah. So for yeah. me, I think I was able to disound. Now, once I was able to disound, instantly I clicked, I brought out my credit card, I registered for that event, and I went. Now, going to that property, it was, I was the only man in that room that was black. Can you I got to the room. I was confused. Everything the speaker was saying from rent to rent, buy, refurbish, refund, all different types of property strategies that there is in the UK. I said, in my mind, there was a spirit telling me, this, you have deceived yourself now. You have just come to waste money. What mm. are you even doing here, by the way? Do you see anybody that look like you? But something kept telling me, this is the reason why you are in this room. Nobody mm. look like you. But this is why you are going to be the first that other people are going to see and they're going to see after all he's doing it. So mm -hmm. if I continue to go deeper into this, you can see that there's been more supernatural yes. Yes. You know, in, what, in, in what took place in my life. Now, eventually, after that 70 pounds investment, I needed to invest more money. Mm -hmm. The next state of my investment was a couple of weeks after, you know, maybe three months if I can remember now, I needed to invest another three and a half thousand pounds. I didn't have it, but I kept pushing. I kept pushing across my entire journey till today's date. If I have not invested in my property coachings, mentorship seminars, I've invested at least over 150,000 pounds in a space of six years. Mm. 
mm. over 150,000 pounds. Now, mm. ask me this question as an Uber driver, did I have 150,000 pounds? No. Till no. so today, do I have 150,000 pounds to blow on coaching and mentorship? No. Yes, I have multi-million pound property. I'm very asset rich. Okay? But one thing I've come to realize is that sometime in life, being an entrepreneur does not mean it has to be perfect. It means that you're looking for imperfection and making perfect. Right. You're looking for something that is broken so you can fix it. Yeah. The journey of entrepreneurship is not perfection. It's not that it's working. It's that you are making it work. Mm, 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 mm. Does that make sense? And no. that is... These are all the, these are exactly how my journey continue to connect, it continues to connect, it continues to connect. Now, bringing to the last question you asked, yeah, yeah. did I just convert the house me and my wife bought in 2006 into an HMO? Right, into an HMO? No, I did not just do all that. Right, Dr. Nelly, for the benefit, of, the benefit of those listening to us outside the UK, what's an HMO? Houses of multiple occupation. So bring right. that home and get a, a critical idea in Lagos right now because of that. Can so you HMO exists every every single day in Nigeria. Face me, I face you. Is HMO? Whoa! But we just call it a different name, a different face label. You. If you build face me, I face you. You have corridor, all right. You build a bungalow. You have okay, corridor. Nice. Room one. So room one, room two, room three, room four. Then at the back of that house. The, you have a you know toilet, maybe usually pit toilet. Those days, that's those are the kind of house I grew up yes, in. Yes, same, same So you have, you have one house where it's corridor, and you know it's just you they just build it room one, room two, room three. Then at the back of the house, there is there is a corridor. So there is a pit toilet at the back, and mm. also at the back there is a public shower room. So yes. people carry their buckets and their water to go and shower that's at the back. It, and it. then they obviously use their... Obviously, I don't, people still live like that in Nigeria, definitely. Course, obviously, it's gradually changing now. It's evolving. Yes. You know, and that's HMO in England, whereby multiple people live like that. Okay, fantastic. But in the country here, it is regulated. You cannot have 12 people, 15 people, 100 people without a license. Because here, the way we build our houses, you know, no hazard is no no property is hazard free. So almost all property has hazards. When odd, when multiple people are living together, there could be things like fire. There could yeah. be things like you know disaster. There could yeah. be different different type of situation. So in England, the HMO license is 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 implemented to regulate and limit you know you know hazards happening. People dying from a fault of the next person, yeah. you know, managing how we live together. So that's just an HMO. So in a nutshell, an HMO definition in the UK is where three or more people who yeah. are unrelated are living together, the house becomes regulated. Fantastic, fantastic. That's, 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 that's clear. So that for those of you who are listening yeah. to that, some of you may so, get a big idea of re- get, getting monthly rental uh, uh, income from that in Lagos. It's not... Very popular, but go ahead, sir. Yeah. Great. So, so before I actually converted the house I lived in, my wife and I bought that house in 2006. Before actually we did that, I started with something called rent to rent. So imagine now, right? I got the intervention, or the, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the, the intervention in 2006. Then I started learning. I didn't really t- buy any property. Neither did I control any property. I started learning. Imagine this is me, proper Niger boy. Before 2015, 
before 2015, I never had a white friend. I never had an Asian friend. The only community of people I mingled with were people from Edo State, people from Igbo, people from Yoruba. And we all live like in England, but we live like we're in Nigeria. And that's, it's very common. You know, the restaurant you go to day in and day out is, you know, one, you know, maybe Lola, Kimpekam. Mm. And that's the community. You know, the only shop, the only way you shop most times, maybe, yeah, you shop one in the white Tesco, but your hardcore food is, you know, is Antivero's place. Mm. All right? Antivero's place on Peckham My Street. Mm. So you go there, you buy your food stop. Then if you need to eat in a restaurant, you go to Lolak, for example. Mm. That was my typical life. So the people, the only people that I knew was, you know, just kind of that type of community. So I never really had friends outside. Yes, my wife, my wife is from Uganda. You know, she had her own friends as well. So the only people I could call from, but I was also very timid when I was around my wife's friends because my wife is born bred, you know, she was, she's born raised here. All right. But the, 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 you know, the, even the way I speak, I wasn't like this. Like you can see, I'm trying to, maybe some people tell me that, you know, your accent is a bit different now. I had to pay coaches to teach me to speak like this. So, Quite long story short, my journey is quite deep, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I'm just trying to scrap the surface. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to touch. I'm just trying to double in and out. I, I like it. I'm, I'm really, really, I'm really, yeah. really enjoying this narrative. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lessons, a lot of layers in this story. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and 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 when myself, you know, when I when I when I started, I learned 2016. I started. I was learning and learning and learning, but eventually in 2017. I then took a leap of faith. I started learning rent to rent. Then I also started learning something called property deal sourcing. So property deal sourcing is something like when in Nigeria now, you know, in Nigeria, you say you are an estate agent. Mm-hmm. You find somebody who wants to buy a land. So you find somebody that just came from London. They got mm-hmm. some pounds. You find somebody that just came from America. They got some pounds. Now you tell them, ah, sister Vero, has one land to sell. The land is very good. In fact, my pops, my pops lives around the corner. So now you've connected brother Paul, who just came from London to Sister Vero. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you charge Sister Vero, or in, in between, you got five percent or ten percent. Mm-hmm. Then you two now go to you settle your money layers and all this. You know, you you are the one that is settling everything. So in the UK, it's called property sourcing. Plus, also, can, you can also add a spin to it and also say you are a lettings agent. But the lettings agent in the UK only finds you a property that you like, you buy, and that's it, case closed. The, the, you, the property sourcer does not, the, the lettings agent does not help you build a house. It does not help you move in. He doesn't help you do, you know, whether there's, you know, the government will approve the land or not. But in Nigeria, you know, you can actually get a, a foreman, you know, the same guy can be your foreman, help you manage the project. So that's property sourcing here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I learned this. Then the rent-to-rent element of it is that in Nigeria as well, I'm trying to relate both countries so that yeah, it's easier like for the audience to kind of digest, digest. So the rent-to-rent part is the Ketika. The Ketika who helps the landlord manage his property and go and collect the rent he will take a certain percentage, give the landlord the rest. So yeah. the rent to rent is like a caretaker. He doesn't own the house, but he's getting paid for helping the landlord, go, making sure that Uncle Paul, Auntie Jeanette pays their rent, mm-hmm. month in, month out. So, and this is just exactly the rent to rent situation. But the only difference here with the rent to rent situation was 
you offer the landlord a guaranteed rent. So multi-month, the landlord gets £1,000. With the landlord's permission, you are able to charge £2,000. Now, the cost of repairing the property, the cost of marketing the property, the cost of traveling in and, you know, paying water bill, gas bill, let's just say all of that is £500. So the landlord is clearly aware that, you know, you are going to rent the property and give him £1,000. Whatever you make is not my business, as long yeah. as you pay me more rent, month in, month out. Mm-hmm. So this way, how I got started in property. I never knew it. I, I, when I first said it, I said, oh, this, is, it, is this legal? I don't want to get to, I don't, I don't yeah. want to be sent to jail. But it was properly legit. It was legal. All right. But you just have to do it compliantly. Although a lot of people come from Nigeria, they do this illegally sometimes because they didn't know, because you came, you know, Nigerians were kind of smiling away. Mm-hmm. where we find opportunity and stuff. So they, even I started speaking to a lot of people who were doing it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm already doing it, but you, you was not doing it with the concept of the landlord. It has to be legit. Mm-hmm. Because when you sign a contract in the UK, you have to sign a contract called a short, short of tenancy. And on that sh- a short, short of tenancy or with rent to rent, you're not permitted to rent that house out again or even get somebody to come and leave you and share the rent exactly. without the landlord knowing. Yeah. So that is the rent to rent side there. But doing it correctly within the actual legal frameworks is what makes it a business. Yes. So when I then find out all these different things, like, wow, okay, I'm going to do it. Mm. So I, I invested in a coach. I invested in a mentor. At this time, 70 pounds from 70 pounds, I spent 3,000 pounds, started going to different seminars. Again, you know, with my Uber taxi money, I was funding it. I was funding it. You know, I, I, I dropped a few, you know, things I was also doing. Told my wife, okay, we can't do this anymore. Let me just focus on this. Mm-hmm. But this time my wife was like, okay, but you gave, this was you that gave up a couple of months back. You said you were not going to do business again. You're running your way into a business. I went through that challenge in itself. So by the end of 2017, I registered my company. I sold three to four deals, if I'm right. Yes, if I'm right on top of my head, I think two to three, four deals, if I'm right. Now I generated an income of over, you know, over 8,000 pounds. Within the first six months, I generated income of about 6,000 pounds or five, four, no, 4,000 pounds or so. By the, you know, before the end of that year, I think I've generated almost 8,000 pounds. I registered the company, you know, and by January 2008 or so, I secured you know, a rent-to-rent property now. I'm acting as the landlord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm paying the landlord rent. My first property was giving me over 700 pounds. Ah, so this thing, you know, it's like, wow, it works. So I put it in for that. I said, okay, if I can get one, why don't I get 20? So I went, by the end of the year, 2018, I got 20 of them. So you were marketing kept... yourself to the landlords? Yes, with landing landlords, with agents. But by the end of 2018, I got 20 property transactions. I sold 12. I kept eight. That kept giving me 800 pounds, 700 pounds. You know, I kept eight of them. And I sold, I sold 12 of them. That generated me like instant cash flow. So the moment I introduce someone else to it, I give them the deal. They pay me 3,000 pounds or 4,000 pounds or 2,500 pounds. It was me that was controlling the price, whatever I like, because mm. I've already learned it. Now, obviously, you needed compliance. You needed to become a member of property redress scheme. 
You need to become a member of uh, uh, property ombudsman. You need to have indemnity insurance. You need to have an accountant to work with you so that you can accumulate your, you know, sorry, calculate your accounts correctly. I had all these different things in place for the rent-to-rent -rent business, mm -hmm. anti-money laundry license, and all of the others for the deal sourcing business. Bringing all these things together. And plus, the client I was selling to became friends. So somebody I sold the first deal for, I'll tell them I have another deal. So by the end of 2018, I was able to quit my job as an Uber driver. I had done over 20 property transactions. By the end of 2028, uh, 2018, sorry, I had a business that done over 80,000 pounds in turnover. And I'm like, okay, what next? I cannot keep being a caretaker. In 2019, I have to go and buy houses. Mm. I have to own houses. Mm. What did I do again? I started looking for somebody to teach me. Because the first coach who taught me how to do all of this wasn't doing that. Because it's like property was just expanding. Different things were just expanding in my face. Mm. But I needed a starting point. So now, January came. I was documenting everything I'm doing on social media. People started reaching out to me. Come and share your story on our platforms. Come and tell people, you know, what you're doing, you know, and that gave birth to my speaking career. Mm. I, rem I remember the first time somebody asked me to come and speak about what I do. I'm like, I did not read this in University of Benin that I went to. Mm -mm. You know, at that time, my, my accent wasn't this you know, if you watch some of my content, people say to me, we can't really determine where you're from, whether you're Nigerian, whether you're Ghanaian, but we know you're African, but mm. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet that my asset is very clean, but my, the people say, your, your asset is so good now that we don't really know where you're, where you're from. Even my old friends tell me, Daniel, you're two different people. My pronunciation. <laughs> my old friends, yeah, my old friends tell me that, Daniel, you're two different people. <laughs> compliments, man. Then yeah, you're two different people. The Daniel we knew, you know, many years back, and the Daniel we knew now is, is two different people. Mm. You know, because I had to invest, invest. I realized like self-education is what changes people's life. You can say that again, man. Self-education, yeah. You can also, you, you obviously, academic, academical, uh, uh, academical uh, uh, education is also great, but self-education is what creates wealth. Academical education creates a part of knowledge, but creativity brings ultimate wealth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and that is just that little journey there. So I transitioned from rent to renter, deal sourcer, and then that's where the story of the house I lived with my, with my wife and kids for 13 years came into place. So now my business is doing well. I'm doing a turnover of 80,000 pounds. Uh, I went home to my wife. I said, you know, my sweetheart, you know, we've been through a lot and I think property is not volatile. You've seen me from nothing do what I'm doing. I think we've got some equity in this house. I don't think we need to learn. Uh, we, we need to sell this house or anything, but we have some equity on this house. What if this is what one of my mentors taught me how to do? Mm. Did you know that the house that we live in, this house now, we can call it an investment now because we've owned it for over 13 years. Because when we bought that house, 13 years at that time, we bought it for 247,000 pounds. At this time, now it's worth 430,000 pounds. Over 10 years, it's doubled in value. Mm -hmm. So we can say it's an investment. But, and I said, did you know that 
going forward, somehow it's a liability. She's like, tell me about it. So I broke it down. I said, what if we find a way to turn this out that is 430,000 pounds worth into 700, into maybe 800,000 pounds? And this house now gives us maybe 3,000 pounds, maybe 4,000 pounds, maybe even 5,000 pounds every month. How does that sound? And with this property giving us this money, we can go and rent somewhere, maybe 2,500 pounds, maybe 2,000 pounds. So this house pays the rent, but however, we're able to use this house at every given point in time as a leverage, security to getting more funds. Mm. So what was I doing here? I was eliminating and deconstructing what we're taught to do on where you live. You know, especially in Nigeria, when you start making money, the first thing that comes to our mind is own where you live, buy your house, buy your house. Whereas you should have been buying houses that is investment that is giving you cash flow. So which in my own words, I call it buying cash flow. So the buying cash flow means that you're buying asset that produces you cash flow month in, month out. Mm. It's like buying a car that you're driving that is costing you money every now and then rather than you buying a car that moves people from A, B to Z and that car gives you money. Mm-hmm. So my mentality started to change with the use of mentors, with the coach, with the coaches I had, with knowing what is good debt, what is bad debt, code, what is good debt, bad debt and good debt. Good debt means something that brings money back and pays for itself. Bad debt means something that takes money out of your pocket and never brings money back in your pocket. Does that make sense? A lot of them, a ton of time. So I, started to, I started to learn all these different things. So gradually I started to change. I was just changing. I was changing and changing. Cut long story short, I saw the ideas from the beginning of the year 2019. By June, my wife agreed. Six months later, she said, okay, but just don't make sure this fails. Mm-hmm. Like every other thing else that you've done. That has always been very challenging. I said, I pray to God, I hope it wouldn't. So she agreed with me. We moved out of that house. God willing and God helping us, we moved into another house that was for sale, that was for rent. And we, I used something called the delay completion. I bought that house. Delay completion means buy now, pay later. Hmm. So this property was on the market for sale. It wasn't selling. It was in market for rent. It wasn't renting. It was going through a repossession. And I managed to convince the landlord to come in solve her problem, and then move into that property. Then the landlord also said yes. So now we moved into a a different house. Mm -hmm. Then what did I do? I went out there, my social media and my networking, everything I could possibly do, borrowed money from A, B, Z, Z, you name it, anybody that was borrowable, Mm -hmm. I borrowed money from them. I went back, leveraged on my business that I built, I was doing over over, uh, 80,000 pounds, I leveraged on some loans, Cut long story short, I raised over 150,000 pounds. I found a builder, negotiated with them to pay them half of the money for the refurb. Mm. And they agreed as well. Again, this is just God making way. Yeah. All right. And I give all the glory. The guy accepted. He knew me from nowhere, but he saw my social media at that time that I was doing something. People, were, people like what I'm saying. People like what I'm doing. So the guy said, well, the guy done his due diligence. So very, 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 very fast, long story. We moved into that house. We got all the necessary approvals. I started to convert that house from a three-bed family house into a six-bedroom with a living room, 
all ensuite HMO has a multiple occupation. Mm -hmm. When that property was finished, remember the property was worth about 430. Mm -hmm. I spent about 150,000 pounds on it. That same property got revalued at 700,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I used something called refinancing. The bank gave me 300,000 pounds back. Paid off all my debts, went back to the same people that gave me money. I said, can we go again, please? Because I borrowed, because I paid back. They said yes. And 2020, during lockdown, against all the odds, one of the most difficult time on the planet Earth, you know, and that's how, you know, the whole narrative changed to one of the most disruptive property entrepreneur disruptive property coach, wealth, success, and strategies mentor that I've become today. So I'll probably leave it there at the moment before going to the more interesting part. <laughs> okay. This is very, very fascinating, Daniel. Wow. You have guts. <laughs> you, you are the definition of an entrepreneur that they see things that others don't see yet. You know, so they look at the upside and the downside and they say to themselves, asymmetrically, you know, what am I going to do? Man, I've I failed before. <laughs> this is powerful. So that a, a, a lot of things that some of the people that maybe listen to this may be interested in, like they look at you, they look at your social media, they look at the success. What do you have like a morning routine? How do you start your day to set you in the right mindset? Because everything is mindset. I listened to your podcast today. I listened to a guy that you interviewed on pod on mindset. Yeah. That's the last um, in the, finished the interview. I finished the one that um, channels television interviewed you on. So there's a lot of mindset shift that has happened to you. I have a background in that. I'm certified in NLP neural linguistic programs. I see a lot of these mindset loops going on with you, right? So how do you start your day as a proper <laughs> mogul? Good question. So the good question in here is that I, I actually did not know how to put these words together until I actually interviewed someone on my podcast. It says, not every storm comes to destroy. Most storm comes to build. Mm. Now, before, before I actually heard this context, you know, I, um, I personally, you know, did not know how to actually put that word so that not every storm comes to make, but they actually come to build. You see, your mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've come to learn in my life, which it means that if you're broke today, God wants you to learn a lesson if you believe in God. If you believe in, whatever you believe in, God wants you to learn from something. The reason why ch challenges, the, the end of challenges is death. When you die, that's the end of problems in your life. Mm -hmm. Problem is not every single problem you're going through in your life actually is there to make you a better person. Mm -hmm. So you overcome one problem, what's next? You overcome this problem, what next? You overcome mm -hmm. this problem, what next? Mm -hmm. And that's why the Bible says, it says, though weeping may endure for the night. Enjoy. Enjoy. Comment in the morning. So how do I set myself on the joy of the morning, regardless of 
the challenges that I go through. Remember, right? Mm. I'm just an honorary guy who's been on a journey. Mm. I wasn't born into wealth. I, you know, I wasn't born into success. I wasn't born into where there was so much money around. I was born into a family. My father, you know, raised me till I was 10. My mother left my dad, you know, because my father had so many wives, you know, she never remarried and I respect my mom all the, you know, you know, to, to today she's 80 plus, 80, 86 plus, you know, she's from the age of 10. I never saw my mother with another man, you know, and my brothers, you know, traveled abroad and all of this, they, you know, we had a, you know, I had a kind of, no, people say, you know, I wasn't born into Silver Spoon and all of that, but I do kind of have brothers who kind of inspired me. But what I'm trying to say here is that once I started to discover something that everybody has one head, everybody have same 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Now, in order for you to become somebody that would make an impact. It's just simple actions that you take in the morning. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I do in the morning is the first thing is pray. I wake up in the morning, I pray. Mm-hmm. And after praying, whether it's two minutes, whether it's one minute, I don't have to shout, you know, I just pray. So once I finish praying, you know, normally go downstairs for a cup of coffee, depending on my mood. And then, you know, have at least a liter of water, I mean, have at least half a liter of water, you know, and, you know, just drink enough water. Then usually wait for, after that, wait for about 30 minutes or so, then go out for my morning, you know, jog or my morning walk, whichever one I choose. Mm. You know, if, I, if the water is too heavy on that morning, the reason why I actually drink a lot of water, you know, I, I'm going to say this and it's going to blow your mind. So I drink a lot of water in the morning. My belly is filled up and I'm still able to run because you know what that does to me? When me, the moment I come back, that water would have upset my stomach and you know where, you know where, yeah, you know where I want to sit. Yeah. And when I come back, I'm sitting somewhere so that I can mm. remove some things, right? Mm, 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 <laughs> it just helps me. And I discovered this, that it helped me to kind of loosen up my entire system every single morning. And that's part of my morning routine. Once I finish that, I basically... Um, delegate to my team. But before not having a team, I just plan about five tasks that I would do in a day. You know, mm. I plan my five, you know, tasks that I do in a day and I reset my mindset. Mm. You know, I reset my mindset and not focusing on the negative. You know, I literally try as much as possible not to see negative. I literally try every single day not to see problems. Yes, these things, you see, they say fear is, if fear, the meaning of fear is, or the meaning of fear is, Unreal things appear in what? Real. Yeah. And the truth is, one of the biggest parts of entrepreneur is every day you are fearful. Every day, man. Say that again, man. Every day. How are you going to pay the next bill? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? You're the only one going through this. So I try every single day not to focus on that. I try every single day not to focus on, you know, the amount of money that I leverage to build my business. Yeah. But I try every day to focus on what I built mm. Mm. because I learned that you can use debt to create wealth because that's even the countries. United Kingdom has debt. Nigeria is in debt. But yeah. does that mean Nigeria is not functioning? Yeah. Debt is a good thing if used the appropriate way. So that's just how I've been able to model my mind. And finally, just in closing of this particular routine and mindset situation that you are, in order for you to really become successful, you have to be aware of self. 
Self-awareness. That's you where it starts from. You have, it all begins from within you. And that's mm. why the Bible tells you that he that dwells in you is greater than he that in the world. So these are things that I started to learn. So discovering myself every single day, because every single day you have two voices that speaks to you. You have the voice oh, of man. God, and you have the voice of God, and you have the voice of the devil. You have the voice to make, you have the voice to destroy. Choices of which one you listen to is up to you. Mm. Wow, Mr. Daniel. Which, what book or what podcast have you recommended to people the most? The first thing is I recommend my own podcast. <laughs> no, it's a great podcast. I mean, it's a great so, podcast. I listen to episodes. Fantastic. Yeah. For everyone that wants to listen, for everyone that wants to transform their mind, I think one of the easiest ways to learn these days is to learn through storytelling. Yeah. Listen to other people's story. People, yeah. listen to other people's story if you really want to grow. Because it's not friction. They're sharing you exactly how they go from yeah. where they were where they are yes we and then we today it's powerful we relate mm. we relate have you ever listened to someone and say actually that person is talking to me yes a lot of times have you yeah, ever been to a church and the pastor is praying and talking sometimes and say, that sermon was for me yes a lot of times have you ever been in a classroom where they're teaching one plus one equals two two equals over this or that and you're like hmm you're bored <laughs> but stories resonate with us a lot yeah so yes a lot of people read books don't relate to the book but stories so I think relate to the story in the book and see yourself in it so for me first of all anybody that wants to kind of transition their mindset is go to you know wealth and business podcast i have interviewed i'm going to ship uh put a put a link in the show notes for 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 the podcast but apart yeah. from your podcast or apart from your book, yeah, I was coming, I was, absolutely i was coming to that so i want to obviously i always it's very important promote self first yes <laughs> so yeah. you know i also wrote a book called the rent to rent made easy the first two chapters or if i'm right the very first chapter number one focus on the mindset for wealth creation or mm -hmm. rather the mindset for success. I call that chapter. So chapter number one talks about all things mindset where I share a little bit of my journey. I'm actually writing my second book, which is almost done. It's called the act of success, which is going to be out God willing before the end of the year. Uh, and it's going to be big on, you know, it's all big about mindset. So I haven't promoted my own books and my own podcast. One of the books that actually transitioned or transformed my mind, you know, in terms of mindset, mm -hmm. You know, is a book called, you know, you know, a book called, um, you know, the um, the uh, billionaire mindset. Billionaire, the billionaire mindset. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the uh, actual author now. And another book as well, I will again recommend is again in between his business book, his mindset, his sales, and his everything in between. The yeah. the Ten Rule by Grant Cardone. Oh, Ten X, that's a very good book. The very Ten X Rule. Very good. And it's both, it's both on podcast, audio book, and also hard, hard paper book. As very well. good book, yeah. You know, these are books that also helped me. And but one of the, again, one of the, also the greatest book I've also read that has helped me is Key Person of Influence by Daniel Presley. Yes. Again, that, that has also helped me in terms of, you building know, my personality, yeah. building, my, building myself, discovering a few things that I didn't understand what is functional and non-functional about you know, you know, being a you know successful business entrepreneur, that also helped me. And I can go on and on. 
a lot of people say think and grow rich i have also read it but yeah think and grow Rich just taught me about money and taught me about leverage and just told me about good debt and bad debt and obviously building generational wealth so i can go on and on so many books wow <laughs> this has been a very very fascinating conversation very very fascinating i thank you for uh permit permitting this um interview to happen and i also thank myself for asking because some people they admire somebody Instead of them to ask the person, they'll just have a narrative in there that this person a big man, you know, go answer me. I, I send it out to a lot of people like this because I have a sales mindset. It's embedded in my soul. I know that he was the worst you tell me. Tell me no. Yep. You know, I went to I went, I was in Dubai in March to do a sales training for a company. And while I was going, I there's this multi-millionaire in Dubai. So I want to interview him for my podcast. I sent him a DM. He said something very powerful. He said, Paul. I usually don't check my DMs. <laughs> but for some reason, I checked my DM and I saw your request. So just wow. Just wow. Ask. Yeah. The Bible says no. The Bible says ask. He shall find. Knock. He shall not. be open. So I asked. And yeah, interview the great Daniel Moses. Daniel Moses, if there's someone that you think that Paul, you need to get on your podcast, who would that person be? Honestly, I would, I can hook you up to interview Dr. Stephen Akintyre tomorrow. The thing is, is tomorrow your, your, oh, I know Dr. Stephen Akintyre, I know him. I know yeah, him. I can get to interview him tomorrow because we're hosting an event together in London and it would be a great time for you to have him on your platform as well. And I can, I can interview, I can basically give you, a, you know, I can definitely 100% introduce you to a few of my connects and my network to, to, to come and give you a lot of value on your podcast. You know, I can get you to interview my, my great friend and my brother, uh, Emmanuel Sukwo, and so many other, you know, people here in, in the UK. Absolutely. I can make that happen. Thank you very much. I'll be very, very happy to, for, for that. Thank you so much. This has been a fascinating, fascinating conversation. Where, where, where can people uh, you know, read more about your stuff? I, obviously, your podcast is going to be on the show notes, your Instagram handle. Where else do you want to drive people to and all that? Firstly, uh, I would probably say um, for anyone that really want to know about me, what I do, uh, I'm a property coach. I'm a success coach, wealth strategist, uh, a property investor, podcaster. So if you really want to know, go on to www.propertywe.co.uk. So that's the wealth website, the property wealth education website. And that will connect you to all my handles, everything I've done. So, and you can also, um, you know, that will lead you to into all my, all my social media handles as well. All right. Thank you very, 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 very much. This has been a fascinating conversation and God bless you. Thank more you so wins, much. more successes, more territories. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you very much. We're recording. Wow, I am sure you enjoyed this episode of the Paul Fool Podcast because I did. I had a blast myself. So here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to write a review, write a comment about the podcast, share it with your friends and your family members and do me one more favor. One more favor, please, please. You can follow me on Instagram at Paulfo at P-A-U-L-F-O-H or join me on Substack where I drop a powerful email every Sunday called the full letter. And that is paulfo.substack.com. Have a great day and God bless you. Thank you. Let's go. Boom.